Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. BWI is live. It is Monday, June 24th. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That is Greg Pickle. Uh, Welcome to the show. We are off and running. Hope you're having a great start to your week, Greg. Um, So what's your travel situation look like as you head out? Because Greg going to be covering uh, Big Ten Media Days for us, which is what we're talking about today. Greg, what's your uh, travel schedule like? Do you have your neck pillow ready to go for the flight? Or are you driving? (laughs) No, I'm not in I am not a neck pillow guy. I hope to not drive. We had to drive out last year because we had a flight cancellation. So hopefully, hopefully the plane goes up and comes down, leaving the Dallas area and coming back, uh, obviously, to there and then going to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days. But, yeah, looking forward to it. The unofficial start of the season is here. T-Frank Penn State goes on day one this year. Two-day event runs to Wednesday and Thursday. So, uh, looking forward to it. Good group on hand. James Franklin, of course, being the leader of the group that is going to uh, Indianapolis, Lucas Hoyle Stadium, where the Colts play. Uh, but at the defensive end, Adisa Isaac tackle Olu Fashanu and Keaton Ellis uh, safety will be there for Penn State on the player side of things. So good group. Pat Kraft's going to speak as well. So we should have plenty to discuss, T. Frank, the rest of this week once things get rolling on Wednesday uh, morning or afternoon out there uh, in, in Indianapolis. So I think there's a lot to cover, and this is obviously, most importantly, the latest sign that we are almost ready to kick off preseason camp, which means before we know it, it'll be ready to kick off the season. Yeah, there are so many like here the season is here moments that are that happen from like training camp, big time media days, all the way leading up to when the season is actually here. Uh, But yeah, this is a big one because we get to the preliminary preview of a lot of things from a lot of different people and that is what we're doing here today so we're going to discuss james franklin the storylines around penn state pat craft the big 10 in general and of course the players that are going to be at the podium but what do you want greg to ask james franklin that's something i I think we can do today uh throw your question in the chat and let me let us know what you want james franklin to hear come out of Greg's mouth. We are going to be uh, taking those throughout the show, and the best ones are going to make the channel. Like Dave here, who gives it with a donation, so appreciate Dave. Also smart that he knows if you give a donation, you get on the channel. So he wants to know, if I could ask James Franklin a question, it would be, will Theo Johnson be disciplined by the team for his off-field issues earlier this year? Greg, for those that aren't aware, can you run down the situation with Theo Johnson and then answer the question from Dave? Yeah, so he missed spring practice, of course, for undisclosed reasons. And James Franklin was asked about this, T. Frank. He was available to reporters in State College last month uh, yep. at the end of June. And 
I mean, he basically said that discipline was handled internally. That was the the kind of buzzword that he chose to go with. I believe I don't have that quote in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that's the the way he phrased it. But yeah, basically that they took care of it in house, and obviously, you know, there was a court proceeding, and I believe he was uh, granted the entry to a diversionary program that will probably lead to his record being expunged before long. But yeah, so I think they're beyond that. You know, I'm writing for this week a, a, a story that looks at four answers we aren't going to get at Big Ten Media Days, and Dave yeah. uh, has picked out number one from the story is that we're <laughs> not going to find out uh, exactly, you know, what was the discipline for Theo Johnson. And if you think, which obviously Dave was thinking and many people I'm sure are as well, that we were going to get that final answer uh, in Indianapolis, it's just not going to happen based on the way James Franklin operates. They keep that oh, yeah. kind of stuff in house and the specifics do not come out. Yeah. If James Franklin is going to suspend Theo Johnson for anything and he's not going to play for a portion of the first game or, you know, beyond that, that is right in the wheelhouse of tactical advantage for the opponent. So you will never hear a, a single word of that. Although the way he spoke about it, obviously, the words are very diplomatic. The words were very, um, I think, protected because of the legal situation around it and also Theo Johnson. But uh also, James, it seemed, was very vocally supportive of, of yes. Theo Johnson in the situation and a little bit defensive of him. So it sounds to me kind of like what you said, uh, that things are pretty much settled with that. I wouldn't expect there to yep. be anything else. Yeah, very complimentary of Theo Johnson, very much willing and wanting and able to push the conversation forward about Theo Johnson and look ahead to the 2023 season and not back to the past and anything that, you know, whatever transpired that led to, uh, you know, things that the things that happened earlier this year. So, yeah, I just don't expect to hear a lot more about what, you know, Theo Johnson did and what didn't do and, you know, what the suspension was, what the penalty was. Did he miss spring practice because he was hurt? Did he miss spring practice because of this? So on and so forth. And they're going to keep the conversation moving ahead. And again, that's kind of going back to that story I was talking about, T. Frank, and just in general, James Franklin at this event a lot of times does not want to look back. He does yeah. not want to look back to the 2022 season anymore. He does not want to necessarily, I mean, he'll revisit some stuff from spring, but for the most part, man, this is a hard charge into preseason camp, into the football season. And because of that, um, you know, a lot of times he will get asked questions that look backwards, especially from uh, regional reporters, national reporters, things like that, people outside of the sphere that we all live in, which is obviously a hyper-focused one on Penn State. Uh, and he'll uh, grant some of those, but certainly for the most part, he is looking for uh, questions and to talk about things that are, you know, directly looking ahead to the 2023 season. Not too far ahead of, you know, anything between preseason camp and West Virginia is typically fair game. And uh, he'll spend 45 minutes after his 15-minute uh, podium speech talking about all those things. Yeah, the podium speech turns, it's 15 minutes that he's up there fielding questions. It's about four minutes of questions because most of the coaches filibuster the entire time so they don't have to answer questions. We've got some stuff in the chat, Greg, that we've got to get to. Stephen Light says, happy travels. It's been a summer packed to planes. He wants you yes. to get out to Indianapolis safe and sound. Always appreciate Stephen. Appreciate the sentiment. Indeed. And then, and then, then uh, uh, I'm stuttering a little bit because we got a $100 donation from Joe. Wow. He says, good morning from Vancouver. No questions. Just a huge shout out to Greg for his kind help over the holidays. No disclosure. He knows. So, Greg, you have a huge fan in uh, Joe. And I don't, I'm not surprised. Greg is an awesome dude. So, Wow. I appreciate T. Frank and Joe. We appreciate you. Thank you. 
we got to get to something else right now. And one of the, the things that we've been talking about here on the Blue White Illustrated Football Show uh, is our latest sponsor, Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are premium khaki shorts that are the comfort stretch. They give you a sculpted look. Now, if you were if you were part of the show earlier last week when Ryan and I were talking on the recruiting show last Monday, he asked me what was going on. And I said, well, I'm rebuilding a staircase. And just so you you know, I'm not full of it. Uh, and during the entire process, I was wearing my bird dogs. Here you can see no stairs on my staircase. Uh, and because I was wearing these premium flex fit uh, khaki shorts, I was able to navigate the stairs correctly. Also, they are super stretch material so that you can be comfortable and confident in any situation. And Greg, I learned something. Um, when you're working with a jigsaw, you have no idea how to do stuff, right? Um, <laughs> and the last thing you want to be thinking about when you're doing your project is your underwear. The built-in liner, they're super comfortable. I never think about what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. And the other thing is, because of that, the one thing, if you're doing a home project, you know there are hundreds of trips between the site and the prep site. So get yourself a pair of bird dogs so that you can be comfortable when you're doing your home projects or you're out on the road and just want to look good because these shorts are super comfortable and they just make you look good. Just wanted to show how, how stretchy they are from behind. So make your stairs with style with bird dogs. Uh, use the promo code BWI. And if you use promo code BWI at bird dogs, you'll get a free Yeti style tumbler with your purchase. So once again, use bird dogs. They are awesome. And I was like disgusting the entire time. Their anti-sweat wicking technology keeps you cool and dry all day. If I had had a bird dog shirt on, I wouldn't have smelled like I had come out of the BO factory during the day. But that's, uh, that's the latest update of me wearing my bird dogs, doing some home projects and being around the house. I so, uh, Last week, we had a critique about my back porch that it needed to be sanded and stained, uh, according to some of the people on YouTube. So if there's any other things that I need to fix with the house, let me know. We've got an ongoing uh, project uh, list, to-do list on our fridge. So if you see anything else that you thought did was out of place, feel free at this point. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg, uh, James Franklin. Let's get into the specifics of what James Franklin, we expect to hear from him noon on Wednesday. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that Penn State is the media darling this offseason right. to push for a college football playoff position. Um, do you expect him, how do you expect him to address those expectations? And do you think that that's going to come up, as you mentioned, from some of the regional and national reporters that uh, this is one of their few yeah. uh, chances to talk to James? This is, I think, one of the most interesting years 
of the 10 uh, that he's been at. T. Frank, I'm talking. I see you talking. Though. I think I might be having some video lag issues here. Are we all good? You're good. You're good. Okay, awesome. Yep. So anyway, uh, what, what I was getting into there, though, was this is going to be the biggest and most different Big Ten media day for uh, James Franklin since he's been at Penn State. Because when you look back at all the other years, he has never been in a situation where he it goes to, to your point as the media darling. But it's much like the offensive line conversation we've been having. This team just has so many different parts that are probably going to be the best that they've been since James Franklin got to Penn State. The expectations are through the roof. And he's going to and he's been asking in the past about competing with Michigan and Ohio State and being able to beat Michigan and Ohio State and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, ultimately what it comes down to is this year, a lot of people expect that they should be able to clip one of them. And, and I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot of people that believe this could be the time that they finally break through and make the playoffs. So he is going to be asked about that. He has discussed it locally, but he will discuss nationally this idea of how important it is in his mind to make the college football playoff before it expands. And so it's obviously in its current 14 format right now, it's going to expand. So he clearly wants to make that a priority and do that and break through this year and do it. So, you know, I just think that there's going to be a different tone from him. You know, I think we've seen, if you've read all the interviews he's done this offseason, he's done quite a, quite a few, uh, including one with our Nate Bauer that, He's a lot. He's been very blunt and direct this offseason and very forthcoming about a lot of different things, not just name, image and likeness, which is probably what we talk about the most, but just where this program is and what it's trying to compete against and what it's trying to compete for. And that the expectation level has to match the commitment from the players and from, you know, anyone supporting the NIL efforts and everything else, yeah. boosters and and so on and so forth. So, you know, can I, I think can that, I pause you right yep. there um, yes. with with the NIL stuff. James Franklin has been very vocal in in supporting and I don't know if supporting is the right word promoting Penn State's NIL efforts and their uh different opportunities to increase the the, the pot that they're working with and get people involved do you think he's going to use this as another opportunity or is this not the right space for that given that it's you know he's not talking to a Penn State crowd specifically uh, no I think he will and I think that even even if he didn't want to discuss it or if he you know he's going to get asked about it either way and he's not going to miss an opportunity to make his point known again I mean so, you know, it's a, James Franklin at these things is a lot of times about education and trying to clue people in on things he thinks they should know about Penn State football that they don't know. And that's why sometimes he'll be asked a question and the answer he gives will have very little to do with the question or it'll start <laughs> with the question. But then it'll just go to a completely different direction based on what he's thinking about or wants to talk about. So I do expect that to come up. I do expect him to address it. And I think with the number of regional and national uh, media members that are on hand. It's going to come up in general, his thoughts on how it can be better or should be fixed or legislation or things, you know, all this stuff. And he's on the AFCA board, too, of course, the American Football Coaches Association board. So I get I would be willing to bet he gets a question about it in that perspective. So there's no way to avoid it at this point. And even if there was, I don't think he'd be interested in avoiding it. Yeah, um, that's been a huge talking point. We'll get to that a little bit later with Pat Kraft when we talk about what we expect to hear from him. Other things that I think you and I have, uh, we agree they're going to come up. I, I don't know how he's going to handle conversation about Drew Aller because it it's interesting. The way that this coaching staff has talked about Drew Aller, he's the starter. But they refuse to say that he's the starter because it's an open competition with him and Bo Perbula. But James Franklin, the last time that we had a chance to talk to him, you mentioned back in June, um, he was glowing about all of the skills that Aller has, all of the abilities he can he can bring to the table. So the hype around Drew Aller 
a guy who has Heisman odds at this point. Right. How do you expect Franklin to handle that conversation when he's asked? Yeah, so, I, you know, again, I think the there, well, there's two pieces we're going to have this week. One being the four things we're not going to hear but that we'd like to hear. And then the, the other being the four things that we expect to hear, the four things we're most looking forward to hearing. And this conversation is going to go in both of them because I don't expect James Franklin to sit in Indianapolis a week or whatever it is before preseason camp and name a starting quarterback. But you're right, T. Frank. The way that they discussed Drew Aller, and especially in that June media availability, was – you know, in every way, shape, and form, being right at the finish line of saying, yes, he's our starter. He's our guy. And so, I mean, they've come close to saying it. They have not outright said it yet. I don't expect that to be the case in Indianapolis. But, again, he is going to get asked a lot about Drew Aller because if for as much as people are going to want to talk about Nick Singleton and Katron Allen and Abdul Carter – and all that, uh, they're going to bring – it's the quarterback, man. And we all know that these media events, the quarterback's the guy that everyone wants to talk about, everyone wants to uh, drill down on. And so, you know, I'm sure he's going to say much of what he said in the past. It, it's an open competition, the way that they wrap things up. Drew Aller obviously left spring as the leader, and they'll let it play out. You know, I think well, the last time he was asked about this, uh, how long the, co- the competition would, would take, he simply said as long as needed. So if you think you're going to just suddenly get – this barrage of information. I just have bad news for you. You're not. So, uh, you know, the point there being that uh, we will at some point find out what, uh, you know, Penn state plans to do with Bo Pabula, obviously with Drew Aller expected the week of the game, but yeah, right. But don't expect to learn that this week or anytime soon. Yeah. That that's going to be the, that's going to be not even a training camp. We'll have a weekly question about that. And they, he won't say anything until absolutely necessary. Um, the, we got a couple things here. What do you want to ask James Franklin? Throw your question in the chat, or if you're watching on replay, throw it uh, throw it into the, the replies on the video. Got a couple here. Steven coming in with some salt this morning. I would ask if Penn State did not win the Big, Champ- Big Ten Championship this year with all the possible NFL talent on the team. If not now, when? Uh, asking James Franklin a direct question like that, interesting choice of uh, – it's. It, that is not a, that's not necessarily a question, Greg. That's a statement. That that that's a that's an opinion wrapped up in a question. And even here on the channel, there there's no there's no question mark on that uh, on that statement. Uh, let's see. Mike asks. I would ask him how happy he is to get to play UMass off a of bye week before going to OSU, given the history off bye weeks. Um, interesting to point that out. I think that is a huge uh, benefit for Penn State, although they were in a good situation going into Michigan last year, and uh, it, it didn't necessarily work out their way, which is to Mike's point about that. Um, Any of these uh, piquing your interest or what are some of the other things you want to ask James Franklin? Yeah, so obviously I think to the first question, I think it was Steve, if that name is incorrect, correct me, T. Frank. You got it. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, I think, no, look, obviously it's not a question, but it's a fair point. I mean, there is a lot of talent on this roster, but just like every other year, there's a ton of it on the other ones that Penn State has to beat to get there in terms of uh, Penn or in terms of Ohio State and Michigan. So, I mean, I think it's a fair question, but I just think we also have to realize that, you know, it's it's not really a now or never question, especially with the playoff about to expand. And you yeah. could win the Big Ten. Big Ten divisions are going away, so I think that'll be good. As for the UMass thing, it's a fair point, too, just with some of the struggles they've had off to buy. UMass, I think I wrote in our schedule initial thoughts uh, series the other day that UMass is basically like a two-week buy. I mean, you have to do some prep work for them, but not, yeah. not much. No disrespect to them, but it just is It is what it is. <laughs> Um, so I don't think no disrespect, do... but ultimate right. shade, <laughs> right? Yes. Um, 
Uh, I'm looking at the question you have here from Bruce. Uh, yeah. he, the defensive line is going to come up for sure. And it may not come up in exactly the way it's been phrased here. But to that point of, the, you know, when you look across this Penn State defense that Manny Diaz leads for year two, that's the biggest question mark is that spot right there. And he's obviously been very high praise, given very high praise to Jordan Vandenberg. We don't know if Kozai Izzard's back and ready or not. The way they, it, it, in general, the guys who missed the spring have been said that they're going to be back. So I would I think that all is going to be good there for Kozai Izzard to return to the rotation, but he did miss all the spring. So we're going to have to wait to see. Didn't hear as much about Devon Elise this summer as I thought we would. I'm curious to see if that changes in Indianapolis but yeah I mean and then just in general this is going to come up but there's also uh you know Adisa Isaac's there as well so anyone looking to try and pair a story with a quote from Franklin and from Isaac uh, there's a few ways you can do that one will be about uh, those two starting together Chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac but another is going to be about the defensive tackles yeah, it's uh, the the question du jour of the offseason. It is the main course for Penn State football fans. Forget receivers like that is that is the that is the uh, garnish on the conversation about defensive tackles for this offseason, because that's been the number one thing that that fans over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com have been talking about on the Lions Den message form. It's the number one thing we've talked about here on the YouTube channel. Whenever we talk about the defensive tackles, everyone comes looking on the video so just right. let you know we talk about it almost every day so you can you can come on any video and, and you'll hear some talk about the defensive tackles um that is going to be an interesting part of that we'll talk about pat craft coming up next so pat craft in his now second big 10 media days a little over a full year on the job now made some big moves for penn state got a lot of stuff in the works, but do you think we're going to hear an update about the stadium and the progress of all of their intended plans uh, coming up? When is he speaking? You give us a, an update on when he's speaking. Yeah, so he's going to talk Tuesday night uh, before Penn State's, the rest of Penn State's contingent uh, handles their media responsibilities on Wednesday. So, yeah, I mean, I think the tough part about this, T. Frank, is that Pat Kraft is going to talk on uh, on Tuesday of this week, and obviously everyone wants to know about Beaver Stadium and, and what they're going to do with that, and also the indoor practice bubble and some other stuff they're working on. But, I mean, ultimately, I, I just don't know how much of an update he's going to have. I would expect we'll hear something. I don't think he's going to completely avoid the topic, but I don't know how much concrete work they've done. I think it's been a lot of planning up to this point, a lot of work on getting everything from the architecture or architect rather to the construction companies lined up and everything else the design phase and so i just think that you know at this point we'll probably get some kind of little bit of a newsy nugget on the stadium and the projects they're working on but i just don't know if we're going to get some big uh you know incredible impactful update that some might be hoping for especially this close to the season and everything else so i think the biggest things obviously pat Kraft's going to be asked about that he will be asked about name, image, and likeness and how Penn State's work. I don't believe he's talked since the Happy Valley Collective was announced. I could be wrong about that. Happy Valley United. But uh, I'm sure that's going to come up. It's never not come up when he talks. Uh, I would imagine we'll get into looking ahead to some things like Penn State and the Big Ten schedule when it moves to a divisionless format next year. And was he a yeah. fan of that? Was he not a fan of that? Obviously, he'll, he will get some big picture questions just about the general state of uh, you know, college football and where things are going with the uh, clear power of the Big Ten and the and the SEC at this point compared to everybody else. So I'm sure we'll get some big picture stuff uh, along those lines. And then from there, it could just be a grab bag. I mean, he's usually asked about basketball. He'll probably be asked about wrestling. Those two topics tend to come up 
They just hired a baseball coach. I don't believe he was at that press conference. Well, I'm sure he was there, but I don't can't recall if he talked. I don't believe he did. So that may come up as well. And then just, I think, you know, it's been a year since he last had this opportunity. So, you know, we'll be going back over the next couple of days and looking at some of the things he talked about last year and checking in on whether those have been accomplished or not. And if not, what their status is. So uh, I didn't get that far in my my preparation yet, but that'll be today's uh, thing. But, you know, for the most part, he talked a lot last year about all kinds of different things. I mean, he really, uh, yeah. you know, he really covered a lot of ground last year. Most of it has come to fruition. Not all of it, I don't think. And I'm not sure that was always the plan to begin with. Um, but yeah, at this point, I think Kraft is going to just be asked, oh, like, I, like, Franklin, we kind of know what the key topics are and what kind of five, six, seven, eight things are that he might be asked with Kraft. I think, you know, NIL for sure, Beaver Stadium for sure. And then from there, it could go in any number of directions. Right. I think that that's a really great point. Um, the Beaver Stadium experience not going to change for this fall. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because we know how it's all going to run. And one of the number thing, number one things you need to do to get to the stadium is to get your tickets. And the, the season is almost here. We're talking about Big Ten Media Day. So if you're looking for a reliable source of Penn State football tickets to get to this event right here, what you're seeing, the Beaver Stadium Whiteout on on screen here on our YouTube channel. Check out TixmanGym.com, formerly PSUTixman.com. He's been running his ticket exchange in Wilmington, Delaware for over 25 years. Every buyer is handled with courtesy and respect. Every ticket purchased is guaranteed. Most every ticket is transferred to your Ticketmaster email address, and proceeds are used to fund the PSUAA Chapter Scholarship Fund and the PSU Levi Lamb Fund for Athletic Scholarships. So get your home opener tickets. Get your Iowa Whiteout tickets. You can see this event, one of the most exciting and electric events in college football. You can be a part of it with Ticksman Jim. Maybe homecoming. We already talked about UMass, Stripe Out, all the other home games. Go to www.ticksmangym.com. That's www.ticksmangym.com. Or email Jim at ticksmangym at gmail.com. You can call him 302-521-8380. That's 302-521-8380. Thanks again to Ticksman Jim for being a part of the Blue White Illustrated uh, live show. Always appreciate him. He's coming back for a second season here with us on the YouTube channel. A couple things coming up. I want to give you a rundown of what's coming up on the show as well, Greg. Greg's coming back on Thursday to recap all of this stuff and see what was uh, asked, what wasn't asked, all of those things. So that's coming up on Thursday, which means that we're moving our uh, BW, uh, KSN on BWI show to Friday. So we'll have that show on Friday. And as you notice, we're talking about football today and not recruiting. That's because uh, we're flip-flopping the shows so that we can preview everything. So Monday, hear the live show right now. Congratulations, you found it. Wednesday's the recruiting show, so come on back for that. It's going to be a great conversation because Ben's just got two defensive tackles. We've been talking a lot about defensive tackles, Greg. We, we talked a lot about defensive tackles this right. weekend. Talk about it more coming up this week. And then, as we mentioned, Greg Thursday and the KSN show on Friday. That is your weekly rundown coming up for this particular week the last full week in july yikes yikes hard to believe. Uh, hard to a couple believe. other things that penn state football is a part of this weekend but aren't necessarily uh the main star of there's a new big 10 commissioner a, a really underrated storyline i think with everything else going on is that the big 10 was essentially a rudderless ship for about a year 
while they found a commissioner. Tony Petiti, I, I believe is how you say his name, he's going to be introduced for the first time at the Big Ten Media Days. Anything interesting here that you want to talk about or that you're interested in, in hearing from him about the conference as a whole? Yeah, no, not really. I think just interested to get a first impression on him and, and you know see how he handles himself in this setting, see what he has to say. Some conference commissioners, like if you watched anything Greg Sankey said at SEC Media Days, I mean, he obviously is one of the most powerful people in this sport and most certainly uh, put out some things that I think drew a lot of headlines. So will Tony Petiti do that as well, or would it be more casual and laid back and not really uh, you know, over the top? As, and I'm not even sure if it's fair to call what Greg Tankey said over the top, but just direct and just speaking from a place of power. So, I mean, Tony Petiti now oversees the second most powerful conference in the sport, other than the SEC, and you could argue they're running a very close one and two. So, he yeah. might have some thoughts on things. I really don't want to hear any more about Congress and legislation with NIL, but I'm sure it's going to come up, even though I wish it wouldn't, um, because I just think the conferences have to figure this out and do it on their own. So, you know, but beyond that, you know, obviously some other talking points will be the incoming additions of USC and UCLA next year and why they decided to do the conference scheduling the way they did with no divisions, but yeah, you know, keeping, uh, keeping nine games in place. So there's plenty to talk about there. And, you know, by, and they always get questions about TV deals and, you know, media rights and the future of streaming and almost a guarantee somebody at some point is going to be asked about Penn state, Delaware being on Peacock only, and just the idea of streaming only games <laughs> uh, for big 10 yeah. teams though. Dave mentioned uh, it here in the, in the comments. Yes. He said, Pat Kraft needs to know this Peacock deal is poppycock. That might be more for uh, Tony than it is for Pat Kraft, who I don't think can do much about it, but it is a part of the conversation with uh, yeah. the big 10 media deal and how everything kind of went down mentioning again that, uh, you know, there was this void in leadership for a while. The thing I'm interested in is because of that, USC, UCLA came in very quickly after the League of Extraordinary Pinky Promises between the ACC, the Pac-12, Pac and the Big Ten dissolved when the Big right. Ten just stabbed the Pac-12 in the back and took USC and UCLA. What else is it? Now that, now that there's a director directing the direction, right? is there more expansion coming? Because it seems like you don't want to leave half a whale carcass out there when there's more meat on the bone. And all right. of these metaphors are getting mixed in, but like, what's next for the Big Ten? Because as you mentioned, the second most powerful conference, Penn, Penn State part of the second most powerful conference. I don't think the, the, the Big Ten's not going to sit with that. They're going to try and find more TV markets, more places to add, and it's going to be a continual situation here. So I think that's going to be, uh, for me, the, those answers are not going to be forthcoming, but... If they're asked, how is what's the response like? Is it is it vague? Is it direct? How are we going to get into that story coming up? So, uh, those are the the main uh, I, I'd say figureheads coming up for Penn State football and the Big Ten during media day. But of course, that's not the only thing going on, and Penn State is not the only school there. Northwestern is going to be very interesting. Are you going right. to be? there for this conversation at the podium and and what do you want to hear from dave braun the interim head coach speaking by the way right before james franklin at eleven forty-five. yeah so it'll be interesting for sure because yeah they uh actually just finally updated the uh <laughs> the schedule it's still listed pat fitzgerald as of sunday night so <laughs> clearly he was not going to be there representing pence era northwestern but they have updated the schedule now i mean yeah that's obviously i think 
you know, when you talk about the biggest storylines and the things that make the most headlines from a national perspective, I don't think there's any question it's Northwestern. I just know the players are, it's not going to be an enjoyable day for them. Well, hopefully it is. I mean, hopefully it's an enjoyable experience, but I can't imagine they're going to want to sit there and field the half hour worth of questions they have to field. It will be almost entirely about this situation that is lost, uh, caused Pat Fitzgerald to lose his job. And obviously, you know, has really sent that program into a place it was not expecting to be uh, yeah. just a month or so before the season began. So, yeah, definitely will be interested in listening to that. We'll have live coverage of all the speakers on uh, Wednesdays. Uh, Mel Tucker from Michigan State goes in. Ryan Day from Ohio State speaks in. Kirk Ferentz, in fact, let me do my math here. Penn State has one, two, three. Actually, they play everyone on the Wednesday uh, speaking list during the 2023 season except for Northwestern. So, uh, interesting uh, we'll be able to get the thoughts of those coaches there and hear what their perspective is on Penn State and some of its best players. I'm sure that, you know, Ryan Day is going to be asked about the Marvin Harrison Jr. Kalen King battle that is on the horizon for yeah. later this year. So, you know, there will be plenty to discuss. But you're right, T. Frank, that Northwestern storyline is definitely going to be something that a lot of people are paying attention to. Uh, is there anything else from any of the other coaches? I know you just mentioned um, Ryan Day. Uh, what 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 are you interested in learning about those schools? Because an underrated part of, of this is we, we only have a, so many opportunities to do advanced scouting on other teams and to get info on other teams. So are, are there any coaches specifically that you want to hear something more from? Yeah, so I think there's a couple on this Wednesday rundown. Number one, obviously, I think will be uh, I'll be curious to, anyway to hear what Mel Tucker's thoughts are on playing that Penn State Michigan State finale in Detroit at Ford Field on Friday. You know what that means, or you know what thoughts he had on that when the decision was made. If he was in favor for it, if he was not in favor of it, but didn't really have a choice, uh, which I think is probably the case. So that'll be one that he is going to get asked about because I don't believe he's discussed it. If he has, I have not seen any of the quotes out there. And so that is going to be one thing for sure that I believe comes up. Like I said, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be there. He will definitely be asked about Kalen King and the uh, battle that they're going to have. Curious to hear what Ryan Day says about the quarterback situation in Ohio State because unlike yeah. so many other years, T. Frank, it's not clear who the Buckeyes are going to start under center. Everyone thinks it's going to be Kyle McCord, but it is does not seem to be as much of a foregone conclusion as it is that Drew Aller is going to be Penn State's starting quarterback, and we're just waiting to, uh, you know, waiting for the the final, um, you know, statements to be made or whatever, with the final right. word to be given, so to speak. So, curious about that. A uh, great Shiano at Rutgers. Uh, clearly he brought Kirk Sharaka in curious to hear why he wanted to bring him back from the big 10 West to the big 10 East. Of course, after uh, Kirk left Minnesota to come to Penn state, only spent a year at Penn state and left to go back to Minnesota and is now leaving again uh, to come to Rutgers. So that one interests me. And then, you know, uh, from there, I think it'll just be a grab bag of seeing who's around and, and what's out there to discuss. So uh, definitely a great event every year. And obviously some years are better than others, just in terms of which players are there and, and things like that. But uh, another good event. And again, most importantly, I, it, I think the thing that amazes me most as I just continue to look down this list is Chris Hoffman Bell will be there. It's his seventh season at Minnesota. He speaks on Thursday. So he will get asked about the Sean Clifford comparisons. I guarantee you that. Yeah, that's that's got to be a record. He could be a doctor at this point. Uh, some of the other questions here in the chat. What would you ask James Franklin? What do you want Greg to ask James Franklin? Tom Mason says, will special teams be an asset this year? Or is it a wait and see for fall camp? I think that's a great question. 
Um, an underrated question. I know I, I made the joke earlier about defensive tackles all day, every day, but special teams quietly. There's a lot going on there with the, uh, I called it the quarterback and special teams because everyone focuses on the punter and kicker, even though, you know, Penn's, Penn State special teams core is really good of, of the people right. covering the football. But if you don't have somebody kicking the football correctly, that could be an issue. Just a few more minutes here on the show. So if you want to get a question in that uh, you want to have here on the show and, and get in front of Greg, let, uh, let us know. Throw it in the chat or throw it in on the replay. Uh, the players, let's talk about them for a second. We've talked about them a little bit here and there. Olafishanu, he's going to be at Penn State, uh, one of Penn State's representatives during the Big Ten media days. All-American hype for Olafishanu. NFL draft hype last offseason. How do you expect that level of attention from a national and, and just, yeah. a, you know, all the player, all of the media there. How do you expect him to handle that? How do you expect him to respond to kind of some of the pressure for him to play to that level? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's such a quiet guy that I just don't expect him to be phased by it at all. I mean, he had a meteoric rise. I think Sean Fitz uh, wrote recently kind of about some guys who are ready to take the next step forward in the way that he did. And that obviously may be asking a lot because he went from, starting left tackle for, uh, you know, at Penn State to being a potential first round draft pick in like Sarah top 10, top five draft pick in like six weeks. So yeah, I'm not sure if it's fair to expect anyone else to make that kind of a jump this year. But, you know, ultimately, T. Frank, I think he's going to get a lot of draft questions. He will be asked more times than he probably cares to about why he decided to come back, even though he's answered that already. Again, it's when you blend a regional and national media together, it doesn't always uh, you know, it doesn't always follow other teams or other players as closely. I would assume Fashanu's story should be well enough known at this point, but it's going to come up probably two or three times, if not four or five. Um, so he'll have to deal with that. But yeah, I don't expect him to be phased. I mean, I think for the the local contingent on hand, the biggest question is just going to be, you missed the last, what, five games of the 2022 season. It looked like he was kind of hit or miss when we were at spring practice. And so yeah. I, I just wonder... I just wonder, T. Frank, if there's not going to be a handful of questions about where he's at from a health perspective. Is he fully ready to go? And yeah. is he good to uh, you know get out there and get on the field and, and give it his all from the start of preseason camp and obviously the first game and, and move forward? I mean, we, look, we don't have any indication that he's not going to be able to, but I mean, I, I do think it's going to be something that comes up during those conversations, and maybe we'll learn a little bit more about what kept him out last year. I don't know how specific he'll get, but uh, yeah. you know, if it's something that's all fixed up, maybe he'll be willing to talk about it. So to, to me, he's the most fascinating Penn State player out there, but he is a quiet guy. You know, when he does interviews, he, does, he is not uh, he's not rude or anything, but he just is not a huge talker. So you know, if you think you're going to get lineman? a ton of <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, who could have saw that coming, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, if you think you're going to get a ton out of him, it's probably not. You're probably going to end up disappointed. So, yeah, yeah, ultimately, I just think that uh, he is a guy that is going to be bombarded by the uh, by the non-local crew on hand um, because he's one of the more fascinating stories that will be at in the Big Ten this year, but also that talks on day one, too. I just want to add a little bit of nuance and context to the conversation around Olu, and, and that is – he is absolutely the talent that we're all talking about in terms of he is as good enough to be a first-round draft pick, top 15 sort of player. But that is a projectable skill set. His production last year in the run game was okay. You know, there was something that, uh, talking to Chuck Losey this offseason, he said mobility, trying to be more flexible in his lower half, something he's been working on his whole career. That's pad level. That's getting low and, and being a good run blocker. So 
the the conversation the hype around him you mentioned not being there for the final five games of the season to me all of that matters in his draft profile i think we we got to a certain point with him where his pass protection was so good and right. he was doing such a great job that that's that's the the, the bedrock of his profile and that's not going to change he's going right. to be a good pass protector this year but there are parts of his game that i think if he had gone through the draft process we would have nitpicked more. We would have gotten the details and, and the draft community would have been like, okay, well, blah, 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 blah. And you would have gotten, right. I think, a, a more well-rounded perspective. The, the the injury and the hype kind of put all that to the side. Right. So this year, I think the, the talking about like meeting those expectations, he still has to do that. I think we all right. should expect that to happen, but it does yep. have to happen. So that's, I, I find that... Right him and his play this year is is fascinating because it's going to set the tone for how we feel about the Penn State offensive line as a whole. Right. Another yep. guy, Keaton Ellis, is going to be there. And this is something that I find super interesting because I've been overlooking Keaton Ellis, but talking to some people, yeah. some uh, they think he can be the guy. You know, the, the optimism around what he's done this offseason, his maturity, his leadership. He's, he's obviously the leader in that room. But my question this offseason is, is he going to be Tig Brown? Are they going to use him in a similar way where he becomes kind of this all-over-do-it-all sort of guy and put into a position to make plays? Or is he going to be the leader from his position where he was? Where he was, Because there are guys that are better talent and scheme fits in that boundary position. So is Keaton Ellis the guy at safety? That's my question and, and, and kind of like, I don't know how I would ask him that, but what are your thoughts around Keaton Ellis and, and that crowded safety room that has a lot of talent, but then when you look at the veterans, maybe the veterans uh, we we are overlooking a little bit because KJ Winston and, and Zaki Wheatley are so talented. Yeah, so I think the first thing first would be with Keaton is just how special it is for the State College kid who spent a lot of time at Penn State and obviously started last year to be a captain at this point. And what does that mean for him? And how is he enforcing excuse me, the leadership role that he is now in and, and needs to be in for this Penn State defense to be at its best. So I think that's number one. And then number two, yeah, you talk about the safety room. And I, I think the big question mark there is when you look across the defense, you say to yourself, man, does not have many holes. Defensive tackles, one we already talked about, we will endlessly talk about. And then safety, you go, okay, who's the other guy back there? And how many guys are they going to play? What is the plan here? Is it KJ Winston is it one of those guys or Jalen Reed or, you know, who, what have you is one of those guys, the starter and he and Keaton Ellis play like, I don't know, let's just say 90% of the snaps. And then you get like maybe a couple guys that split 10. Like, is that the, the goal or are they going to rotate more uh, and move some guys into in and around uh, the safety spot in ways that maybe they didn't do a year ago? Cause there was a take Brown in there and Keaton Ellis yeah. was playing well too. So that's my biggest curiosity. How are you going to split up snaps for all these guys? And, you know, I think that Manny Diaz and Anthony Poindexter will have a very good plan to do so. I don't doubt that at all, but, you know, at the end of the day, they do have no, I, I don't, I didn't get the sense that anyone came out of spring practice with a stranglehold on that other job. Keaton Ellis, by the virtue of being a returning starter and uh, being named a captain, clearly uh, will be one guy who mans a first team spot. But I didn't sense, to be frank, that anyone came out of spring practice with a, a clear lead at the other spot. So yeah. curious to hear from him and also James Franklin about where that battle stands now, how long they expect that to take and what their true plan is when it comes to uh, potential rotations and things like that. 
Yeah, that Jalen Reed uh, being partially available. We saw him during practice, but we never, I, we didn't, we never got to see a lot of contact during uh, the spring practice anyway. But obviously not available during the blue white game, coming off that injury in the Rose Bowl, so that muddies the water a little bit at that position right. as well. So it's just, it is a very interesting breakdown at that position. Now there, there's an important conversation going on in the chat. We need to make some clarifications here because we mentioned. Northwestern early in the show we mentioned we mentioned Pat Fitzgerald and Rob says I covered Fitz when he was a high school player good guy no sympathy for him there's an important clarification and Greg this one's coming to you Sean Fitz says Greg please ask everyone if we can start referring to Pat Fitzgerald by his whole name instead of just Fitz <laughs> love the show first time caller uh, appreciate you being on the show uh so yeah we need a, we need a first time uh first time caller horn t frank you need to get to work <laughs> on that yes yes we need we need some more imaging here on the show for sure just in general much more imaging but yeah we we, we need to clarify pat fitzgerald sean fitz has no connection to this story whatsoever although he is coming back and he will be on the show we'll ask him about this on wednesday among the other important topics we're covering including defensive tackles right. uh so the last guy here what are your thoughts on adisa isaac and and you know just kind of route us out with where do we expect speaking of rotations to go the right. defensive line wow where are the defensive ends how are they going to fit together yeah, so the biggest thing to me, T. Frank, with Adisa Isaac is we've heard him say multiple times over the last year that, you know, getting ready for last season and even during last season that he wasn't back to 100% yet. He said that again at Rose Bowl Media Day. So big question for him I have is, is he back to 100%? And if he is, or if he's not, how close is he? And if he is, why is that going to make him maybe have his best season yet at Penn State? I think when you look at this defensive end group, you think to yourself, man, it has a chance to be very special. But then you also dig deeper on it. You say, these eyes is a guy who, you know, because of the injury, maybe has not lived up to the the hype and potential that surrounds him yet. Every yeah. game in and game out, there's been some instances of it. But, you know, I think to me, that's probably the biggest question with him is how close is he fully healthy? Is he not? Is he never going to be? I mean, I think he'll be asked those questions. He's been asked those before, and he's obviously been willing to answer them. So that's a big one. But just, yeah, you know, he's going to get asked about the defensive tackle situation beside him and where that stands and how that's going to uh, impact the play of him and Chop Robinson as well. So, you know, I think that, that, that obviously he's going to get plenty of questions, too, about the guys behind him, Zariah Fisher and, I mean, Vanover and Smith Filbert and things like that. So, you know, I, I, he strikes me as a guy that's going to get asked about himself plenty, but because of the position he plays, he's going to get asked a lot about his teammates, too, and especially those guys that are hit at his position. So, you know, Deny Dennis Sutton's obviously going to come up for a lot. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, just in general, I think he's going to field many inquiries just about different guys on this roster because even outside of Chop Robinson and Adisa Isaac, it, it's tough to say with a degree of certainty right now how they're going to split up those. You just mentioned the word rotation a minute ago, those snaps behind those two guys because, you know, we'll see if Deion Barnes has the same philosophy of the defensive coaches who have handled the line for James Franklin before him. But I'm assuming plenty of rotations happening in Deion Barnes's world. And so because of that, uh, you're going to need to have some guys to step up besides deny Dennis Sutton that uh, maybe, again, to this point, have done so occasionally, but not consistently. Uh, we start with our coverage of Big Ten Media Days today with the BWI live show. More to come from Greg over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. And, of course, out in Indianapolis. Greg, are you going to be able to get video for us here on the YouTube channel this week? That's the plan, yes. That is All the right. plan. 
Yep. Perfect. So make sure you subscribe here to Blue White Illustrated on YouTube so you don't miss Pat Kraft, James Franklin, Adisa Isaac, all these guys. He's going to be getting great stuff. Uh, and again, bluewhiteillustrated.com. If you haven't signed up yet, the season is coming and you can get 25% off a year subscription if you subscribe right now. That is an awesome deal. Getting 25% off on premium content, Lines Den Message Forum. If you haven't, like I I'm new myself to, you know, the, the message board and, and all of this stuff. And I can tell you, I've learned a whole lot from being a part of Blue White Illustrated, and I this is my job. So it is well worth your money to sign up and get all the inside information from the leading experts in Penn State football, recruiting, and everything else. Basketball all the way down. Wrestling, right? We didn't even talk wrestling this week. We're going to we're gonna have to have a special wrestling thing to get you back on the show uh, <laughs> next week or something like that. So that's it for today, Greg. Thank you so much for your time. Again, make sure you subscribe, and we will be back on Wednesday with our recruiting show and more to come from Big Ten Media Days. I'm Thomas Rankar. We'll talk to you then.